are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day you're listening to who? The always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host, Miller Thomas, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please, go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work, from my packages, to my articles, to my photos, and my graphic design for today's show. We're talking about last night's game. I'm going to tell you which Diamondbacks player just got optioned, which I'm pretty surprised to hear. And I'll tell you who Bleach Report has as their D-backs X-Factor for the rest of this season, even though this team is out the playoff race. They still did X-Factors for every team, so I'll tell you who they had as the Diamondbacks X-Factor. But first... Your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44. Your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, sour rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at lockedondiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's first start with last night's game because it was an interesting one for sure. Uh, we saw Dustin May, you know, start off the game as a starter, but he got injured with what they're calling a bruise. So Dodgers kind of had to go with a bullpen by committee, and I guess it worked out in the D-backs' favor. He put five runs on the board. I know, shocking, right? Five runs, way more than what they do normally with just two runs. Uh, normally but during this series uh, against the Dodgers you know the offense has been there the offense hasn't been terrible honestly compared to what we normally see against this Dodgers team I mean you had five runs last night four runs the night before that and then nine runs the night before that so recently this D-backs offense is kicking up just a little bit just a tad they're finally scoring more than two runs per game which is nice to see but Back to last night's game, this was, uh, you know, a Madison Bumgarner. This was uh, another start for Bumgarner, his second one coming back off the injured list. And he was, you know, solid. He was all right in this game, but he wasn't anything spectacular. He didn't overwhelm anyone, but he got the job done. He went five innings. He only gave up two earned runs. But as always, those two earned runs came off back-to-back solo shots. I don't know what it is with Madison Bumgarner. He could have a game where he goes five innings and only gives up two earned runs, but it seems every time he has a game like that, those earned runs are always solo home runs. This is like the third time I've seen him have a game like that this season. So that's still an area where I'm super concerned on. If uh, I'm still super concerned on just because it, I've said this you know, a million times. You don't want your starter giving up home runs. You don't want them giving up a lot of home runs at that and when your starter is already struggling with giving up hits Madison Bumgarner did give up seven hits in five innings so that's not a great number to see so he was pretty fortunate to have 
to to have those two solo home runs be solo home runs and for there not to be anybody on base. He only walked two guys, which is nice, but only two strikeouts. Those strikeout numbers are really down for Madison Bumgarner right now. Throughout his career, he's been a guy who's been on the upper side of strikeouts per nine. He's been a guy who usually gets you 200 strikeouts in the season, but right now, those strikeout numbers aren't there for him, and at least he wasn't walking anybody last night. At least that wasn't a big issue for him, but there's still definitely areas in his game that he could be concerned with, but Last night, at least, was a positive for Madison Bumgarner. It wasn't a terrible start by any stretch of the imagination. He didn't go out there. He didn't implode. He wasn't a liability on the mound. He made it at least through five innings. You know, there's so many games this year where Madison Bumgarner only makes it through three or four innings. He he doesn't always make it through that fifth inning. So it was nice to see Mass uh, and Bumgarner actually pitch a little bit deeper into the ball game. I would like to see him pitch a little bit deeper than just five innings. But last night was solid. I'll take that from Mass and Bumgarner. But the bigger story out this game, you can say, is Riley Smith coming in and getting his first win in the major leagues. This is a guy who is 25 years old out of Lufkin, Texas, and he came in and had a pretty solid debut. It wasn't anything spectacular. He went three in the third inning, so he pitched a pretty um, uh, he pitched a pretty decent amount of the ball game. Most of the time, if a D-backs pitcher's coming out the bullpen to go almost four innings, he's given up at least three earned runs during that time as well. But Rye Smith, he came in. He only pitched uh, three in the third, as I mentioned, but gave up no earned runs, struck out four. Now, the biggest concern for him was the fact they gave up five walks. He issued five walks in that game last night, and that is, of course, one of the biggest Achilles heels on this D-backs team. Everyone, it seems like, likes to issue a lot of walks on this team, and Riley Smith talked about how that's one of the worst things he hates to do as a baseball player. He hates walking, guys. He doesn't want to do that, and I can't blame you. Walking is just a sign of lack of control, lack of location, and if you're just walking, guys, I think that's one of the most infuriating things. Sometimes you give up a home run and just like, hey, I have to just chalk that up to the hitter. That I hit my mark. I hit the pitch where I wanted to. It wasn't even a strike that I threw, but he just went out and got it, but when you're walking that when you're walking guys, yeah, sometimes it's on the umpire not calling strikes, but a lot of it just your wildness and ineffectiveness as a pitcher. So Riley Smith definitely wants to clean up in that area. And he's talked about that himself, about how he wants to clean up in that area. Because he went three and a third innings, but he threw seventy-two pitches, which is a decent amount. But I'm still glad to see the youngster come in and pitch a decent game, you know, in, in a game where in a game where the D-backs really don't have anything on the line and they're just trying to figure out which guys on this roster should they bring back for 2021. Riley Smith made himself a little case last night. And then Travis Bergen came in the ninth inning and got his new and got his first save of the season for this D-backs team. He was a guy who had just acquired at the trade deadline. So it was nice to see Bergen come in for this D-backs team and close this one out. It was nice to see, you know, have a full it was nice to see a full compliment from your pitching, from your starter to your middle relief guy to your closer. Everyone came in and everyone performed to the level that they should have performed. You know, maybe Madison Bumgarner could have pitched a little bit better. Maybe Riley Smith could have issued 
a few less walks, but from what you got overall from your pitching last night, you're going to take it because there's not many nights where D-backs strike out seven and only allow two earned runs. So that's something you're definitely going to take from your D-backs pitching. And if you look at the offense, this guy Dalton Varsho is heating up all of a sudden. I know his batting average is still poor on the year, but a home, not a home run last night, but a triple from Varsho. He's starting to get more extra base hits in his uh, recent at-bats. And Carson Kelly even went up there and hit a home run last night, which is something we haven't seen too much from Carson Kelly. He's been a guy who's really struggled on the year. He's only batting 195 on the season with a 239 OBP and a 322 slugging. So seeing a home run from Carson Kelly gives me a little confidence because this was a guy who I was super high on entering the 2020 season. I drafted this man in my fantasy league, and about after two and a half weeks, I had to drop him. I, I drafted like six Diamondbacks in my fantasy league, Bumgarner, Robbie Ray, Escobar, um, and uh, Carson Kelly. So I had at least four Diamondbacks on my team. And lucky for me, I just happened to draft the worst Diamondback I could have uh, drafted. I just drafted the worst Diamondbacks across the board, unfortunately for me. But the only one still on the roster right now for me is Eduardo Escobar just because of his potential to hit home runs and drive in RBIs. But back to the D-backs. Good win last night. Glad to see them get back on the winning side of things. Glad to see them put up more than two runs. Glad to see the pitching actually shut down this Dodgers offense. Glad to see the bullpen come in for the starters and shut down this Dodgers offense. And glad to see the offense actually break out a little bit, get some extra base hits, and come through with runners in scoring position. So great night overall by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now coming up, I'll tell you, who the Diamondbacks recently optioned, and who Bleacher Report says is the biggest X-factor on this Diamondbacks team for the rest of the 2020 season. But first, let me tell you guys about Bilt Bar, because Bilt Bar is back. They're more improved and more delicious than ever, because they have 16, or excuse me, they have 18 amazing flavors, but six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisps. Now, the reason why I love Bill Bars is because they're super healthy. They're great for the health-conscious guy like me because they help me lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, you could get a free Cooler Worth purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll also get $10 off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to it. And let's first talk about who the Arizona Diamondbacks optioned. And I was surprised to hear that they optioned Kevin Ginkle. He was pretty much the de facto closer all of a sudden after they traded Archie Bradley. And now he's getting, you know, optioned back to the alternate site. And I was a little confused by this move. I know they're bringing, they're doing it to reinstate Caleb Smith so he can make the start tonight. But Ginkle is the guy that I want to see in that closer role. 
Ginkle's the guy who I wanted to see if he could turn it around on the season. I know he's struggling big time. His numbers are atrocious on the year. Some of his pitches have been really effective as well. He just not has looked like the same guy that he was last season when he had a sub 1-5 ERA. And this year, his ERA is 6-7-5, 12 earned runs and only 16 innings pitch. And I can't explain why. He's still only 26 years old. He was the unofficial closer after that Archie Bradley trade, but now... He's being sent back to the alternate site. He's being optioned, and maybe it's because he didn't look too good in his appearances when he was given the opportunity to be the closer. In the four appearances since Archie Bradley was traded, Ginkle was only one for two in his save opportunities. He picked up a loss this past Wednesday when he gave up uh, two runs, only one earned, though. But Ginkle had just not been able to put... Uh, a long enough stretch together of consistently dominant outings. There's just too many outings where it's like every third outing, every second outing, you know, every fourth outing where he goes in and gives up one to two earned runs. And you just stack that up over the course of the season and just too much. You're a guy who's only coming in to pitch one inning sometimes, uh, a little bit more, a little bit less. And when you're a guy who can't get those easy outs, when you're a guy who can't come in and do have a shutdown inning, when you're relied upon to be a back-of-the-end closer or at least a back-of-the-end bullpen arm for this team, it's really concerning. That trust hasn't been there for this Diamondbacks team and Kevin Ginkle like it has been last year. Last year, Ginkle is one of the go-to guys out of the bullpen in high-leverage moments, but I can't blame Tori Lovello this season for not wanting to go to Ginkle more in late games. He's really tried. He's given Ginkle ample opportunities this season to step up to the plate and show he can be the everyday closer, especially now that Archie Bradley isn't there any longer. But Kevin Ginkle just hasn't lived up to his potential. He hasn't lived up to the ceiling that everyone believes that he has. And that's more disappointing than anything because we know this guy can be a beast. He's 6'4". 235. This man's built like an NBA player, but he's out there throwing gas on the mound. And this season, there hasn't been enough gas from Kevin Ginkle. So I'm a little disappointed to see him being optioned just because that just means, you know, the D-backs really are that low on Kevin Ginkle. If he's the first option, if he's the first option to option for Caleb Smith, that's not uh that, that's a concerning sign to say the least. Now, you guys have been wondering this whole time, I know, on who did Bleacher Report name as the X-Factor for this Diamondbacks team heading down the stretch. And Bleacher Report writer Joe Ruder has Dalton Varsho as the X-Factor for this Diamondbacks team. I'll read you what his description says before I tell you whether I'm in or out on Varsho being the X-Factor. This is what Ruder wrote. A Swiss Army knife capable of playing catcher in all three outfield spots. Varsho has yet to show much offensively with a 143, 226, and 286 line and 62 play appearances. The 24-year-old hit 301, 378, 520 line with 47 extra base hits at double A last season. And MLB.com gave him a 55-grade hit tool, so the potential is still there. I agree with Ruder wrote in that description, but I'm out on Varsho being the X factor, at least for this season. If I had to put my money on who is the Diamondbacks X factor for the rest of 2020, I'm going to have to go with a bold choice here 
And I'm going to go with Carson Kelly. And it's because Carson Kelly right now is a guy just like Luke Weaver. We put a lot of investment in him during that Paul Goldschmidt trade. He was a guy who showed tremendous promise last year in 2019. He was a guy that hit nearly 20 home runs last season. He was a guy I was super high on entering the 2020 season. But now you're wondering if whether he really could be an everyday catcher you know, over the course of a 162-game season. And right now that's really the question. Can he be the catcher of the future for this Diamondbacks team because you do have Dalton Varsho there who is a top prospect in this Diamondbacks organization who is only 24 years old so about a year younger than Carson Kelly and who the Diamondbacks love as a prospect and who they want to see in this lineup as much as possible especially in this 2020 season so Carson Kelly is a guy who might be fighting for his might be fighting for a roster spot in 2021. Maybe the Diamondbacks trade him. Maybe the Diamondbacks just option him to the minors, or who knows what the Diamondbacks want to do. But I think Varsho is definitely breathing down Carson Kelly's neck, and you still got free agency. You never know who the D-backs want to go out and acquire. We know Mike Hazen is a wheeler and dealer. He's not afraid to go out there and make a splash. He's not afraid to trade for someone. Even though he doesn't usually make the big-time signings, I guess Madison Bumgarner was his biggest signing. He's not afraid to do the trades. We've seen J.D. Martinez. We've seen Starling Marte. So Mike Hazen will definitely get it done if he feels this Diamondbacks team has a hole on this roster. And right now, Carson Kelly has to fight to make sure he's not the hole on this roster. If you look at his numbers on the year, he's only batting 195, an OPS of 561. Those numbers just aren't going to get it done. And you still got Steven Vogt on this cat, uh, catcher on this roster. I don't think he really is playing into any uh, any considerations as to whether Carson Kelly's going to lose his job or not in 2021 just because Vogt himself has struggled big time this season, and he's a guy in his mid-30s. He's 35 years old, so I don't think the Diamondbacks are, are making decisions based off Steven Vogt or not, but with Delton Varsho there, I think Carson Kelly definitely has to step it up and definitely play well toward the end of this 2020 season, or he could be out of a roster spot in 2021. So for that reason, I think he's going to be the biggest X factor because I feel like he's going to feel the pressure and he's going to step up to the plate because of it. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you for everyone who tuned into this week's editions of podcasts. Go back and listen to any podcasts you might have missed this week. Hope everyone out there is staying safe and staying healthy as always. Peace!